Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of One Mo Minute. And today, this is a special edition of your favorite podcast. This is the Emancipation of Momo 3.0 edition. And so, first of all, Happy New Year. Uh, tomorrow is New Year's Day, and it has been one hell of a year. Um, I just can't believe that I'm back here doing another Emancipation of Momo, and I remember doing the one from last year. The last 365 days have been incredible, to say the least. They've gone by so fast. You know, we've lost so many people this year. But we're still in the land of the living. So we're excited about all the new possibilities. And we are ready to take on 2017 by the rains and knock that out the park. And so let me just say that I have never been more excited for New Year to arrive. For me, it's been a pretty mild year filled with gains and losses, failures and new possibilities and isolation elevation. I've gotten over fears and discovered some new ones. I've managed to underline my goals and get one step closer to my purpose. I'm just so happy to say I survived and that my best days are indeed ahead. I've learned so much about the people around me. I've learned so much about myself, um, things that I never knew. Um, and I will say, in the midst of that, I talked a lot about being isolated me by myself this year, right? Um, one thing I've learned is about being led and fed by your spirit. It's a pretty powerful thing, right? And so, like I mentioned, this is my third year doing the Emancipation of Momo. And I look forward to it yearly. It's a chance for me to reflect, to do like checks and balances, set my goals for the next year, to look over things that I've been through, things that I haven't gone through yet, how I can better handle situations, how I can capitalize on things. It just helps me put all the pieces of my life together for the previous year and things that I can do for the next year. And I will say that this year, God has taught me so many lessons. I can't even count them all, but I'll try my best. I had that feeling I had when I turned 25, you know, we all have like that um, midlife crisis when you turn 25, you're not where you want to be, you know, when you're 25, I'm supposed to be married by now, I'm supposed to be in my career at 25. I was unemployed living in New York. I had just finished my page program. I was about to start a position at a talk show, got let go from that. Then I didn't have a job. I was on unemployment. Big, big mess. I had gained weight. It was, a, I looked a mess. I was a mess. Actually, I was cute, but you get my drift, right? Um, it was like at that time of my life, God literally shook up everything that I knew from relationships to professional goals um, and use them as catalysts to make me refocus my goals and, re- and reevaluate my village, my circle, and my work ethic, right? It forced me to maneuver differently. And I can say that happened to me this year. Not so much in those areas, even professionally, I've been kind of pushed out of my comfort level, comfort zone. Even in relationships, I've made some new ones. I've lost some. I've made some stronger. I've cut off some. Um, you know, physically, I'm still snatched. Thank God. Won't God do it? Um, you know, mentally, I've kind of elevated how I think about things, how I manage my thoughts, how I deal with situations. Um, I think a little bit more in depth. I try to connect with my spirit more. And now when I do things before, it's just like, this is what Monique wants to do. So that's what's going to happen. Now it's more like, okay, well, what would God do? Am I acting in love? Am I being nice? Like I kind of look at things that way. Right. And so I feel like, 
you know, all the situations that I've been through, even up to my 29th year of life, from 25, 26, 27, 28, and now 29. Um, I'm certain that God gives us tests because he knows that we can pass them. But it also shows us that we can actually get through anything. Those things that we think we can't get through, God has kind of shown us that you actually can do it. And so as I prepared my list for the things that I've learned this year, things that stuck out to me, lessons that really will move with me as I continue to live and continue to grow. Um, I really sat down and thought about what I want to take away from this year. Um, The things I did take away are things that will definitely stick with me forever and change the way that I move. As I embarked on the last nine months of my 20s, I'm about to be 30. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, what did I learn to shift my strides into the to another level of womanhood, right? And you know, I'm a girl, talk about womanhood, but for all the men that, that are listening, these are things that you can take with you into manhood. These are just universal lessons, right? And so the first thing is that I have to commend myself for having a kick-ass year and really achieving some massive goals. Um, between getting accepted into business school for my MBA, that's something I've been wanting to do since I graduated from college six years ago. Um, to rep- representing my school earlier this year in the Toyota campaign, but the Kinsey Collection at FAMU, um, traveling all over the country between going to Las Vegas, Washington, D.C., going to Miami twice, going to San Diego, um, going, I'd never been to Mobile, going to Mobile, traveling, just doing things I never thought I would do, right, to learning new skills and discovering my true passions. I've decided that I really like events, not talking about like weddings or like birthday parties, but like corporate events and things that have to do with entertainment and fashion shows. I think that is definitely one of my skills. I love that. I love interacting with people. Anything that I can do to connect with people, I've kind of discovered that's what my strong suit is. Um, Even with writing and graphic design and things like that, I've learned that I can really do a lot of different things. My portfolio is pretty massive. Um, But I have to say, between learning new skills, discovering my true passions, I did a really great job this year. So I have to pat myself on the back. Um, So I guess the first lesson is to Give myself roses while I can to give myself kudos. There's nothing wrong with congratulating yourself and being kind to yourself. Saying, you know what, Monique, or John Doe, or Jane Doe, you did an excellent job. So keep striving and thriving. Um, The second lesson that I've learned is don't just grind to say you did. Actually do it and have a destination. Um, And so I think this is something that a lot of people can agree on. You know, we live in a day and age where everybody's working on a passion project. Every has, everybody has a business, especially on social media. Um, everybody has a brand or, or they're trying to build one. And when you see stuff attached to hashtags like hashtag we work in or hashtag gr- grinding, it can be intimidating. And that can be intimidating for me, you, or whoever. You, you, when I say intimidating, it's like, well, God, am, I, am I doing enough? Am I not doing enough? What am I not doing? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And, you know... We live in a day and age where everything and everybody around us, either they're grinding for real or they're like really grinding. And it could be a major distraction. And I can honestly say, I felt like I need to be doing something too. I was like, well, God, I'm, I feel like I'm doing enough in some spaces, but I know that I'm not doing enough in other spaces. But I'm like, well, God, what, what, what is it I need to be doing? And so, you know, I'm naturally a grinder whether I decide to broadcast it or not. I mean, I work really hard. I do over 30 hours of overtime every two weeks. So it's 15 hours a week. I'm always like creating and planning out things or whether I do it or not is, is the question. But I'm always actively 
trying to get closer to where I want to be, right? And so, you know, I felt this pressure to show the world that I was doing something, right? Essentially, I guess I was trying to keep up with the Joneses, but for what? Until I realized, I'm not going to fake grind to say that I did. Um, whatever I put my name on, I want to believe in it and I want it to. I want to own it. So I learned if I'm going to grind and put my back into it, that it needs to be something for real and it's not something that I should play with. And that I don't really have to feel that pressure of having to grind or create something when I'm already doing great things. Of course, you can always level up. But don't be, don't put my, I've learned not to put myself into a box based upon what other people are doing. That's essentially the grand theme of that lesson, right? And so another thing I've learned is to stop selling myself short, especially for my dreams and for men. Um, Don't settle for peace, require the whole thing. You can figure out the context clues for that, right? So I found myself putting limits on my dreams and aspirations and finding solace and being or being or having a plan B, right? You know, as you grow up, especially professionally and personally, you have goals and dreams set for yourself, right? You have, you imagine what your life will be and when things will happen, you say, okay, well, maybe I could just settle for this or I could just settle for that. And I had to learn I'm selling myself short by settling, right? By not making people rise to the occasion, but not requiring what I want. And of course, as a girl, I have a list of things that I want. There's some things that I can like bend or move on, right? But I realized that I was setting my backup plan as my main plan and not confidently placing my bets on the things that truly drive me. And I knew that that was something I needed to fix. And it wasn't until this year that I realized that. And when I say dreams and aspirations, I'm talking about like my real dreams, right? My real job, um, things I want to do in the future, you know? For instance, I was like, I want to work in television. But I was like, oh, I really like Atlanta. So, you know, you know, I, I want to move to L.A. I want to live in New York. Those are, That's like where the mecca of entertainment and television is. So I was like, oh, you know, I guess I could stay in Atlanta. Maybe I can go work at like Ernst & Young and work in PR. Or maybe I could just go work in HR. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But that's not, those aren't the goals that I have for myself. And because I've gotten comfortable, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I could just, I could just work in that. Even when it comes to men, you know, I'm not like, I talk about this all the time. You know, I'm an open book, especially when it comes to dating. I'm not like a serial dater, but I do have friends. I have people that I entertain, but I don't require them to do a lot because I don't care enough. But I need to care enough because I'm magical and I'm special and I'm amazing. And I need to make sure that the people in my life, especially my potential love interests, recognize that as well and that they act accordingly, right? And so... The next thing is it's okay to get your feelings hurt. Just know how to bounce back, right? So quiet as it's kept, I can be the bitchiest and most lovingest, if that's even a word, little thing ever. But in the same breath, I'm actually pretty sensitive and I'm in tune with things that go on around me. And I'm one of those people that makes mental notes and I act accordingly. Um, and so this year, there have been times where I've got my feelings hurt, right? Where my ego got bruised in a few areas, not necessarily ones that you think, but as a person, I don't have to be like a concrete wall where nothing bothers me, where everything bounces off of me. It's okay for things to penetrate my feelings and things to make me sad and things to make me cry. But that's all a part of growing up. That's what gives you tough skin. But it's okay to have those moments of weakness where you're sad or something hurts your feelings or something didn't go right because that's a part of life and that's what helps you grow. 
The fourth thing that I've learned this year would be that seasons change, um, but and you have the power to recognize it. Um, everything is meant to shift and twist and turn, but you set yourselves accordingly. You just kind of ride with the waves, right? Um, another thing that I've learned this year is to never give up on myself. No one, and I mean no one, could be the worst critic of Monique other than Monique. Um, I think I'm probably the hardest person on myself than anybody else could be. Um, I try my best to strive for perfection. So when I fall short, I put myself in timeout and it's just not fun. Um, This year, I've learned how to be even kinder to myself and give myself some room for grace. The same grace that God shows me, I need to show myself. Um, And that we're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to fail. We're going to fall short. We're going to be inconsistent. There are going to be times where we're like, dang it, I should have did I should have did it this way and I didn't do it when I had the opportunity and that is okay. That's what makes you human. But I can't give up on myself. You can't give up on yourself in the midst of learning and growing and living. Um, Another thing that I've learned is that my time is coming, right? Um, So I just have to keep waiting and to be patient. Um, I think when people look at your life, when people look at my life, people think that we're winning in certain areas, right? People think that we've already won. People think that we've already arrived. But when you have goals and aspirations and big dreams and you know you're not, you're like touching the hem of it, but you ain't there yet. Um, it's a reminder that you just have to sit still and let God kind of pan out the rest of the picture. Another thing that I've learned this year is that my secret weapon is silence. Um, there have been so many situations that have come up that I would ordinarily be the first to address, whether it was something I didn't like, whether it was something I could offer, like some advice or my insight. Um, but this year has really taught me the power of peace and silence and that everything deserves a response. Another thing that I've learned this year, um, and I was reminded of when my mentor showed up at my job, um, and by the time she left, I was in a puddle of tears. Um, she left me with this revelation that can be used in every area of my life is that it's all in my mind and it's not building my own island. And basically what that means is when you overthink things and you overprocess things and you stress out on things, you kind of isolate yourself. I talked about that one of my podcasts, right? Sometimes we get so caught up in life that we remove ourselves from situations or we remove ourselves from people. We think things are worse than they really are. And we build up, you know, walls of, or you try to protect yourself or, Walls where you are by yourself and it's really not that way. And so when she told me that, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. I do that a lot, right? I'm a person that I'm always a product of things that I've been through. If it didn't work one way, I'm going to try it another way. If I didn't like how I felt, I try my best not to feel that way again. And when she used that revelation about things being in my mind and to stop building my own island and putting myself on my own island, my world got a little bit bigger and all those walls that I built up, all those things that... I had allowed myself to hide behind. They all just kind of came tumbling down. The next thing, a big one. Um, I'm one of those people, I always feel obligated to go places and to do things, especially when people invite me. Um, But I've learned the power of no and that I don't have to do things I don't want to do. And I don't have to be with people that I don't like, especially if it requires me to use my good makeup and go be around people that I don't want to be around. I don't have to. And that's a lesson that you should learn, too. Um, I'm one of those people, I naturally like people, but in the same breath, if I don't really care for you or if I'm not really feeling you, I don't want to be around you in any capacity. And at one point I find myself feeling obligated to do that. So my mom was like, girl, you ain't got to go if you don't want to go. And I was like, you know what, mom? 
you are so right. I don't have to go. So I don't. Big lesson I learned this year. Um, another thing that has resonated with my spirit is to show God that he can trust you with what he's giving you. This is a huge one. We, as in you and I, get so caught up in what we don't have or what we want that we overlook what we do have. God can't please, can't please you or get you with a new car if you don't take care of the one you have. God can't give you a promotion if you don't beast the role that you're in now. Um, you know, I always use this example, especially lately. I talk about my older sister, right? She's a painter. She has ABL creations over the past two years. Her art brand has just taken off. It's expanded. She's done great things. And I remember doing Christmas break. You know, I'm always like so proud. I've been obsessed with her since I was little, right? Everybody who knows me knows that. And I told her, you know, God is blessing with all these things because he can trust you. And, you know, you all know that my dad passed away. One thing that my dad said to my sister was she had to take care of our mom, right? As the oldest, that was her job. And, of course, my sister and I along the way, whatever, we're grown, but we, you know, that's what big sisters do. They love and look out for everybody. And so I've seen my sister for the past couple of years literally take care of my mom. Whatever my mom was short of, my sister would come up on the rear and take care of. You know, we go grocery shopping. We make sure that mom has what she needs. Um... If my mom needed 20 extra dollars, Melissa would give it to her. If she needed this, she had that. Like, it just, she showed God that she could be obedient, that he could trust her with his gift, that she would go from painting on pieces of plywood during a winter storm to painting mirrors at churches, to creating head wraps, to creating ties and bow ties and socks, to creating, you know, clothing for world renowned artists. I mean, she showed God that he could trust her and he took that and ran with it and has blessed her beyond measure. And, and it's literally just the beginning. And I was reminded of that, you know, I told my sister that at Christmas when we went to Art Basel, I'm like, God, you know, you really, you, you show God that he could trust you with his gifts and you could be obedient to what, to the small things and look how he's blessing you on a global level. And that's a huge lesson. And that's something that I'm going to take with me forever. Um, another thing is the beauty of second chances. Um, one of the resounding things for me this year has been second chances and my God. And when I think about all the chaos I've been in, um, God has just shown up and really just shown me that he's with me. It's never too late when people tell you, no, there's always room for a yes. When you mess up, it's always room to fix it. And that has been one of the biggest things I've learned this year is the power of second chances. Right. Um, and so. Another thing is to use your words on the Bible says it's life and death and the power of the tongue. And that is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, My words, your words, my thoughts, your thoughts manifest your reality and my reality. Um, I think this year I've fallen short in the midst of flesh sometimes. You know, you'd be like, God dang it. It's just not going to work out. I don't know how this is going to work. But now I've learned to change my confession and to change my words. Um, and I literally have the power to manifest every single thing that I want. And I can say, I can use this as an example. The last three months for me have been so rough. Um, I think, in, especially in one particular area and one situation, I felt like I couldn't see the forest with the trees. I was so stressed. I tossed and turned. I was so tense. I was praying. I was fasting. I was doing affirmations. I had them pinned at my desk. I was listening to 
podcast by Tori Roberts every single morning. I'm praying. I'm listening to Christian music. I'm listening to gospel music. I'm walking around. I'm speaking in tongues. I don't even know how to speak in tongues for real. But I was speaking in something. I mean, I was really just trying to figure it out and make it work. One day I decided to pray and I created these positive affirmations. I put them all around me. I put them in my phone, had them on my computer. You know, I had stuff on my computer that says, I am such and such. And it seemed like my entire situation began to shift based upon my words. And it kind of gave me a different level of peace. It kind of showed me that God was with me. It turned my situation around and changed my mindset. As soon as I did that, that particular situation got better and it put me in a position where I had favor with people. I had grace with people who gave me second chances. I'm so grateful all because I decided to change my words. Next, to give other people grace, that's the next step in forgiveness. Y'all know I've been talking about working on forgiveness, right? It was a situation happened to me two years ago. Seemed like a huge distraction. Still kind of feeling the remnants of that. Still working through it because I'm one of those people I love hard, right? So when I plant those seeds, it takes me a while to like rip the seed out of the ground, right? Um, And even in the midst of that, that situation has caused me to ruin relationships, caused me to just to isolate myself, caused me to act in unforgiveness, caused me to be bitter, caused me to be angry. All natural things for a girl, right? And you know, it's like a really bad relationship, yada, yada, caused me to not want to date, all those things. That situation taught me the power of forgiveness. And then the second part of that is to give people grace, right? I feel like God used that breakup to teach me how to forgive people. And then even in that, things that expanded from that is to give people grace and to know that people fall short, just like I fall short. So who am I to judge people? Who am I to cut people off for things that they might have done to me that I don't like or that I don't agree with? And then I need to show people a little more grace, a little bit more mercy, to even be more forgiving and to not hold things against people, especially when it comes to me, how they treated me. And I would just hope that people would give me that grace, too, because we're all loving, all loving, we're all living, we're all learning, and we're all just trying to get to the best versions of ourselves. The next thing, it's okay to care what people think about you. Just don't subscribe to it and just don't believe it. Um, it's so crazy um, how I'm like a lover of people. And I care about what people think about me. I work in PR. That's like a part of my brand. I care about my brand as a person. But I learned some people have accurate perceptions of me, right? And other people don't. And I can't let that hurt my feelings and I can't be led by it and I can't be like, oh my God, that's not true. I just have to live my life and keep doing me the best of my ability. But be in tune to it, know what know what the pulse is, but don't let that be my driving force, right? Um, the next thing is to live my life, do what I want, how I want, take risks, fail, succeed, fall, get back up and do what makes me happy. Fifteenth thing is to get out of my own way. When I talked about creating an island and putting myself and isolating myself into an area, that was me getting in my own way. There have been so many times where I have been my biggest obstacle, whether it was mentally, physically, spiritually, where I have discouraged myself before I even got in the game, where I felt like I couldn't do it before I even tried where I felt like I failed before I even got my foot in to the door. 
And so I got to get out of my own way. For twenty, That's one of my biggest goals for the next year. And um, one of my favorite people on, on Instagram and Twitter, her name is Megan. She put this thing up. One of her biggest goals for 2017 involves getting out of her own way. So many times we get in our own way, we don't even know it. And I recognize it. And, some, you know, I, I find myself selling myself short sometimes. Like, oh, my God, I can, you know, Monique, I want to do that. But I don't really know if I can do it. So I'm just going to sit down. No, I can do it. I'm magical. I'm special. I have what it takes. So 2017, one of my main goals is to get out of my own way, to fly and succeed. One thing about when you've achieved your goals, I'm one of those people that's been blessed to achieve my goals. I've been working in television. Next year will be six years, right? Everything I said I wanted to do, I've done. And sometimes when you've done all those things, you're like, well, what's next? Where can I go next? And you kind of sell yourself short. We're like, oh, I'm comfortable. I can do this. I'll just stay here. No, you have to keep going. And I was a victim of that. I was just like, okay, well, I've done everything I said I was going to do so far. So I'm just going to chill. No, can't chill. You got to keep working and keep grinding and keep getting better and better and keep striving and thriving. And so the last one for 16, I've done 16 things, one to represent each year in the 2000s, is Be a Lion. Um, I think that has definitely been my favorite podcast of 2016. I think it culminates the tone for the entire year. Uh, This year taught me nothing else. It was to recognize my power and own it, no matter who is afraid, intimidated, or jealous of my roar, even if that person is myself. Um, I've learned not to downplay who I am, the gifts, the influence, and favor over my life. Um, This particular podcast was birthed out of not knowing what I wanted to do next. Um, And to be completely honest, halfway halfway through 2016, I was completely in my own way and kind of giving up on myself not in a sense where I wanted to like completely stop what I was doing but I was just like well I don't know what I want to do you know here I am telling you know motivating people what they should do I don't even know what I want to do with my little self right I have all these gifts all these dreams all these goals how am I going to get there do I go left do I go right do I go up do I go down what should I really be pouring into what should I really be manifesting where should I go next right that's what be a line was birthed out of um and so at one point, I was like, okay, well, I'll just be regular. I'll be basic. I'll go to work, do my little nine to five, live my life on the weekends. I'll be fine with that. Cool. I see other people doing it. I'm like, oh, I see like other people that I admire. That's what they do. They go to work and they be beat on the weekends. And that's fine. They don't do nothing extra. I mean, they might go to the gym, but they don't have any passion projects. They just live life. And for me, that's regular, right? But I was like, that's not really in me, right? My dad didn't create me to be regular or basic. My mom didn't, you know, pay for me to have voice lessons when I was five. My dad didn't get me a karaoke machine to just go to work and work out and go to sleep and watch trashy TV every day, right? They created those plants, they created those seeds in me to do more, to do extra, to really hone on my gifts. And yes, have a nine to five, do all those things, but to be an entrepreneur, to do things on the side that I love, to find passion projects, right? And in the midst of that, one of my mentors, I have a lot of mentors or people that I look to for advice for different things or people that pour into me or people that can offer me things. And not even and when I say mentor, this isn't like a job thing. This is like a, a life thing. Like I have like life coaches, right? Uh, one of my mentors sat me down at work. I actually happened to work with him. And he pretty much cussed me out in a godly way. And he reminded me of who I was and how special I, I am, um, how I had that it factor. And he told me that he could see the purpose on my life. Like he saw me and he saw God's grace and favor on me. 
And so at that moment, of course, I cried because I know I'm a crybaby. I politely apologized to God and I got into formation. And here I am six months later, striving, thriving and ready to take on the first half of yet another year. And so with all those lessons, I know that I'm walking into 30, a beast of a woman. I'm not settling. I'm going to be cutting folks off whether they know it or not. Not that I don't like them. I just don't need their energy in my life. And that's not for anybody in particular, but that's just for things in general. If it doesn't serve me, I don't want it. If I can't feed off the energy and like multiply and I can't give you my energy and you can't give me yours and we can like build like this amazing set of energy, then I don't want it. Um, I just want to be my best self. And I feel like all those things are setting me up for the next best part of my life. And so for 2017, I simply want to manifest love, purpose and happiness. Um, This will be my breakout year professionally and personally. I will have meaningful relationships. I will have a bomb love interest. I will create additional income. I'll be even more snatched for my 30th birthday. My personal public speaking and podcast and blog, Single About Female Project, will continue to take off. I will become a published writer. I will grow my portfolio as a publicist. I will rock my MBA program. I will walk in peace. I'll be fearless. I'll be consistent. I will be godly. I will become a better daughter, sister, and friend. So, you know, I just want to thank everybody that's rocked with this uh, with One More Minute, that have, that's listened to Moment Mondays. I'm going to keep doing that because folks love it and I love it too. It allows me to reflect weekly and kind of give you a little piece of me. Um, I just want to thank you all for supporting me and listening to my podcast. I'm excited for 2017. Um, this year we'll be manifesting different things and speaking life into our lives, into our situations, into our relationships, into things that look gray. We're going to speak light into those things. Um, and so as always, I hope that this blessed you and it's going to keep giving you even more for 2017. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Monificent11, M-O-N-I-F-I-C-N-T-11. Make sure you follow the Single Black Female Project on Instagram at SBR Project. Make sure you log on to www.sbrproject.com. I'm doing this podcast at about 5.30 a.m. I'm energized. I'm revved up. I'm ready to go. I know that 2017 will be a better year. We all know that 27 is the number. Was at the number of completion. And so with that plus one, it's going to give us a little bit of extra completion for the new year. Let's go and revived, energized, and ready to go. I love you all. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Until then, I'll see you on Monday for Moments Mondays. Have a happy new year. And let's rock out.